Yep. Yep, it's a great dynamic call, that we have here. Call Connor a bomb. Yeah, that's number one. Look near Atlanta. Yeah, show can't start until we acknowledge that Connor is the, the bum of bums. No. King of farts, David. though. So much talk going on. David, do you live near Atlanta? Uh, Savannah. Oh, yeah. We're all back Savannah. I guess. LFG Savannah. Right by the, uh, big lighthouse there. Speaking First of, speaking well, of Savannah, case. Georgia, that's, that's where, uh, the 2013 GSWL Open was held in. It was a great tournament. Shit, I turn up. James is a historian. Nobody. I think I've been telling people to listen to James. He's the best thing with the podcasting. Easy, easy. This show is tearing him down, not building him up. Yeah, you're making mistakes already. All right, should we shut? Should we, should we start the show? I feel like we should start the show. Welcome to the show that tells you what you need to know. It's Shut Up Stein, and I'm your host Stein. I'm joined by my co-host. Toast, as always. Toast, how you holding up under quarantine? Doing great, man. I've got all the necessary preps. I've uh, I've been ready for years. And what what are what are those preps? Uh, I got chips ahoy. Mm -hmm. I got uh, a little bit of alcohol. Mm -hmm. I got mm -hmm. my gun safe unlocked. Mm -hmm. All mm -hmm. guns fully loaded. Mm -hmm. And um, got my Trump flag on the porch. Woo! LG Trump flag on the porch. Barf. Yep. Uh. Today we're going to be talking about the ways in which social media comes into play from a WIFS perspective. And joining us to talk about this subject, we're going to, we're going to approach this subject from several different angles. Uh, and joining us to talk about that particular topic uh, is none other than our piping hot cup of Carl Coffee. Carl, how you doing? Drinking that goodness. I'm I'm here with my sky vodka, uh -huh. my Trump my Trump flag on the wall. Uh -huh. yep. I'm ready to talk to James Stein, the best thing in Wiffle Podcasting. Wow. 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 Anyway, um, Carl. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I think there's a lot of people who know your name. Like if you say, if you just like walked onto a Whitfield and you were like Carl Coffee, I think people would be like, oh yeah, that's a guy. But can you just take a minute to tell us how you fit into the community, how you fit into the culture, and what you've been up to as of late? I am known originally as the founder and first commissioner of Whiffle in Southeast Michigan, a once great league near Detroit, Michigan. Then, the next year, I came up with the NWA tournament, linked up with Chris Galloway, and I was on the host committee up until this year. They booted me. Then... I kind of got the two Whipple Dudes podcast going. A lot of people say that was one of the best Whipple podcasts of all time. And then I do other things. OMG, other things. And, I, you know, you're talking to a guy who's been booted from many Whipple Ball committees. You know that, right? So I've heard. Now I got booted by the XY today. It, right. does, it does tend to happen. It does tend to happen. People don't like when, uh, when they're told the truth. Uh, but what are you going to do? Uh, speaking of telling the truth... Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, social media and how it comes into play in the WIF world. I want to start by saying, um, have y'all seen that the Vice video is going around again? Have you seen this? The Vice like, documentary and everything? Yeah, well, the shorter version of the video, the one that's on their YouTube. Uh, it's got like, uh, I think it's got close to 5 million views. So big numbers, big numbers, a truly viral video there um, for, for, for WIFL standards. Uh, I'm so glad to see that's going around. Do we know 
how many teams have joined the League of Golden Stick or have signed up to play in a competitive wiffle ball tournament as a result of that video? Ah, uh, you're asking me to guess? Sure. Hmm. As a result of that video, I'm going to go with a, a higher number, hmm. just out of nowhere. Not going to know if it's from, uh, from the video or not, but maybe four? Cool. Wait, wait, wait. He's trying to trick us. It's zero. Hmm, wow. Look, I don't have a tally in terms of... Um, in terms of teams who have signed up or not signed up, I have not heard of any. Uh, and and I, I say that matter-of-factly because five million views, I mean, from a product standpoint, five million views is probably somewhere between 1.5 and 3 million clicks. And that should get some people interested, don't you think? Don't you think that that should turn some heads? I mean, uh, the video was, what, 30 seconds long? I mean, they can't really see much of it, but I'm sure they look more into it after that. But, Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, you never know who it reaches out to. Maybe they sure they come out and play somewhere else. Or... David, can I stop you? David, can I stop you? Yes, go for it. If you're going to put me on this on this podcast and have me say anything bad about Lula Vets, who's on a Mount Rushmore of wiffle ball, you know, I'm going to hang up right now. We're not going to talk bad about them, are we? Oh, well, no. Well, I, I, that's I what think... you got to say. Shut up, Stein there, Carl. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try super hard not to turn this into a Lou bashing moment. I have my thoughts on Lou and his use of social media, but it's it's irrelevant. What I'm talking about is because Lou didn't make that video, right? Like Vice made that video. So if anything, I, I'm really trying to direct my attention more to Vice than to Golden Sticker Lou. Uh, but it is, I do find it interesting that such a widely clicked on and popular video didn't generate more uh, non-wiffle ball person traffic. And so I've, I've been trying to wrap my head the last couple of days around why that might be. I don't know if either of you have any thoughts. Is it that, you know, is it that the, the video itself isn't, you know, much uh, as much of a recruiting video as it should be? Or do people just not really, would people just really rather watch instead of play? Well, I'll chime in right now, Mr. James Stein, listen. It's not a recruiting video. It's a hype video. Mm -hmm. It's the best of the best. When I watch the best players in MLB baseball, 101 mile per hour pitches and a 450 home runs, does that make me want to go play baseball? No, I like to take it in. It's 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 not inviting at all. Mm. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but oh, I'm never looking for an answer. I'm constantly talking out of the side of my neck. <laughs> that's, that's all the time. <laughs> that is literally all the fucking time. Well, if, if anything, it, it it inspired me to go play yard last year. Mm. I played for my first year ever, you know. And I know uh, some of the newer teams that maybe just joined. I mean, it could have been before the documentary or after it. They're uh, they're coming to the league with a lot of passion, a lot more than we've seen uh, in the past couple of years. You know, like the dark nights and the storm and mm. all those guys. Mm. Whip, whips uh, is driven by passion, hundred percent. Couldn't agree exactly. more. And that's what that video is about, man. You know, you see some guys mm. on there. A lot of guys get uh get their little fifteen minutes of, of fame on there. Mm. Mm. You can see video in the video. He don't even play with football anymore. Yeah, sure. He's, he's, he's showing how to throw the changer. Five million views. What other football videos got more than that? There's other ones. So let me, let me chime in here. It's intimidating. You know what's not intimidating? Our favorite Gen Zers in Michigan, MLW. They had a viral video, and they're, they're inviting because the, the common man 
and say, I could hit that. I could pitch like that. Mm-hmm. I could hit that one out. And that's why when they do their traveling circus all around the country, everybody shows up. They get 60 teams a tournament. So I just think the, yeah, the Vice and Golden Stick, they're awesome. But the common man down is intimidated okay thank you for taking it there carl i appreciate that that's that's what i was getting at mlw easily the most successful wiffle ball social media presence ever i I think that's undisputed they have hundreds of thousands of regular viewers and subscribers like you said when they show up people show up when they run something they're never short of teams they travel around uh it's kind of like a dude perfect situation except with whiffs so what are they doing right and and i think you already touched on it a little bit carl with with this idea of they play like that like you said the common man's brand of whiffs do you think it's that that's enticing so you think it's it's yellow bat and and slow unscuffed pitching that's particularly enticing that makes people want yep. to show up and play yeah you can go to walgreens get a bat and a mm. ball and you can do, do just what they do you don't uh-huh. have to go in the depths of amazon or, or <laughs> ebay to find these weird bats that golden stick uses mm-hmm. or Jared. oh god <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of broken bats. Don't know what happened there, but Babs is killing it in the bat game right now. That's good. Shout out to Babs. Shouts to Babs all day. Okay, so if we want more people to show up, by that logic then, what we need to do as a wiffle ball community is start focusing on like slow pitch, unscuffed yellow bat baseball, correct? The masses will show up. The first tournament I ever played was an underhand from 22 feet away tournament in nice. London, Ohio. It's the most simple way to play. Anyone can play it. You had guys looking like me who played. You had 10-year-old kids playing. You had girls playing. Everyone playing. Because everyone can throw underhand from 22 feet. Everyone can hit the ball. Everyone can run the bases. Mm-hmm. But then you take away the integrity of the game. Mm. You're a fast Oh, no. Crap, that's a good point. You're a snob. So it goes down to that. Will you take away the integrity of the game to get the people to come? That's a whole other debate. Well, I know uh, what you kind of hit on last week. The best way to spread it is like word of mouth. And I know Jordan and uh, a couple other guys, Devin and them, went out there and played in that tournament that mm-hmm. they hosted. Mm-hmm. And he said they were really cool dudes. And I mean, they, they see what we got a little bit. We go out there and play in their tournaments show each other some support you know who knows what could happen we may not have to revert maybe we could have ours and they have theirs but mm-hmm. you know the whole following grows somehow somehow kind of like somehow what Golden State and like uh mid-atlantic's doing right now kind of teaming up promoting each other it's gonna pay off in the long run well let's keeping it back to social media i don't know if y'all saw this but espn and sports center tweeted some shit that uh the mlw guys said so and and the big trend in the whiff world right now is like you know adding espn and sports center and being like hey give whips a try give whips a try and of everyone who reached out the only people who got any sort of attention are the mlw guys so surely they've got the blueprint for doing things like getting clicks getting impressions getting people to show up and getting the attention of people who are you know I guess for lack of a better term, uh, in power or people who have, uh, you know, resources that we would want uh, in order to promote the game. Now, 
That said, ESPN pretty much gains nothing by airing competitive whiffs on television, and I hate to bring this point up because I firmly disagree with it, but there's no way, there's no chance uh, that ESPN or SportsCenter or any of them would come with cameras to a wiffle ball field with the kind of debauchery that we have going on behind the scenes. It would never happen. And I, I say keep that in the game. It's awesome. It's wonderful. But, we, you know, we got to accept that that's never going to happen with all the grossness that goes on on these fields. Yeah, I mean, good point. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you watch the MLW, none of them have, like, curse words or anything in mm-hmm. there. That's uh, totally friend, like, kid-friendly, so... Works out. Kid but, you know, friendly. Five seconds out at our field, and it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Let me try. Let me try here, James. Listen, you say blueprints, mm-hmm. and the blueprint of MLW is almost impossible to match because it's like a ten-year blueprint. These guys started when they were in elementary school, and there's a generation of YouTubers who grew up with them. Oh my so God! So you're telling me that they that they developed a plan and then executed the plan? <laughs> Get the fuck! <laughs> that doesn't happen in whiffs. It's something that will probably never happen again. Mm. It's there's just people who grew up watching these guys at the same age. Mm, yeah. Now they're in college, and you can't you can't duplicate that. I mean, I grew up uh, 30 minutes from Bright Michigan, where these guys play. We mm-hmm. had probably a way better product at WSCM. I know it was. But nobody cared about our YouTube video. Nobody cared about our personalities. Mm-hmm. You say they had the right blueprint, but you can't match that blueprint unless you know we're talking. There's an 11 year old listening right now who wants to start a wiffle ball league in his rich parents' front yard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's actually that. very similar to how Golden Stick started. I don't know if you know that. It started on, on a rich guy's front yard, specifically Archer. It started on Archer's front yard. Um, yep. Shout out Archer. Shouts to Archer. Don't get in the car. Do not get in the car with Archer. <laughs> uh, when I say blueprint, I, I mean exactly kind of what you were implying there, Carl, that they've got a sense of... They got lucky. They got lucky. Just say it. Say it. Well, I don't... I mean, I think luck always plays a factor, but in my opinion, luck is usually the residue of effort and planning unless you're toast and you just get really lucky in in virtual golf. But other than that... Luck, luck tends to be the residue of, of hard work. Yes, but there's countless leagues that are consistent. As that. You can say, yeah, MLW, they're consistent with their videos. Mm-hmm. They are. But have you seen their, their, their league webpage? It's trash. I mean, to bring it back to Golden Stick, they've had plenty of publicity. I mean, they've had, they've had a, maybe more clicks than MLW has, but what we haven't seen is the following of the sticking. It's, yeah, because mostly MLW's base... Mm-hmm. They haven't grown up to become adults yet. You know, they're still in school. They still have to, to watch these videos. Yeah, they have the free time. They have the parental supervision, so they don't have to pay for these events. Their parents are paying for it. And if we're being real, that's the target audience. We are not targeting, you know, um, adults who are working full-time jobs. We are not targeting inner-city kids who can't afford a weekend-long trip up to Massachusetts that's going to cost hundreds of dollars. We want upper-middle-class rich probably white kids because pretty much everybody playing with is white and that's well, who we want watching our well, video the racism coming out of style right now no, no, no. No, he's right mlw is the perfect storm it's a very google friendly name major league wiffle ball when you're building wiffle ball that's going to come up not golden stick not fast plastic major league wiffle ball yeah. it's, it's the perfect storm when and, i say 95 percent like it's no i'm not trying to diss kyle schultz he's a great guy michigan for life but it's <laughs> 
I, I'm guessing he probably admitted some luck there. Oh yeah, but but in fairness, they've kept the train rolling, right? They've been doing yes. this for a year oh, now. Yeah. So so they they got the train rolling, and now they've kept it rolling, and that is they've succeeded in that area where no one else has. Because again, I mean, think about like Sean Steffi, who you know, has probably close to 15,000 YouTube subscribers now. You know, he was cranking out videos that were getting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views. And what happened? He, you know, he grew up and, and, and life got in the way and he couldn't make the videos with the regularity that he was making them with. And that's how you lose followers. These guys have continued to do it. And I would bet that they have some sort of makeshift team that makes decisions on when videos get released and what tournaments they're going to go to and who does what when and they and they probably built a plan here and and again executed that plan at a very high level and so from a social media standpoint they need to be commended for that they did a really really good job of knowing their target audience mostly upper middle class kids and being like hey here's something that you can watch for free and then maybe every now and then come out and see us and do and it, and it has worked consistently for the last, what, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. And over the, course, over the course of those same 10 years, we have seen the real, quote-unquote, Major League Riffle, Wiffle Ball, the, the, the real true pros of this game, we've seen that plateau from a recruitment standpoint. A little bit here, but for every bit we recruit, we drop off a little bit too. So we are plateauing. And that's the issue. And social media can help bandage that issue, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're lucky we got a couple guys out there like Ben that's hopping on the uh, the filmmaking thing. You know, a lot of guys know about him now, so they'll help push him and promote mm-hmm. him. You know, mm-hmm. and then MAW is coming out. I think they just got onto Roku tonight, which mm-hmm. is huge. That's freaking huge. And uh, I mean, you never know. Bob and Food are doing some things with Golden State. You never know what they got scheming up. So we'll see. Yeah. I have a question to James Stein. Has he expressed his his true personal feelings towards MAW? Because this is a guy who doesn't hold back. But I'm not sure I know his true feelings towards MAW. Like the league or like the cooks? Everything about MAW. Is, is, it, is, this, is this the top product in football right now? Because I think it is. Oh boy, I don't know if I could say that. I don't know if I could say that two strikes and fast pitches top product. That's my biggest gripe with them. But from what I'm told, there's not a whole lot of waiting. I'm told the tournament runs smoothly. I'm told that it's very player-based and that when the cooks make decisions, they incorporate the opinions of the players. So from a league management standpoint, I would say that they're doing it as well, if not better than everyone else. I don't... You can't get past the two strikes thing, huh? Well, that's just my big gripe with it. But okay, how about this? I don't see Matty Griffin playing in it. I don't see Kevin Norris playing in it. I don't see Sean Steffi playing in it. Until those guys are playing in it, it's going to be hard to say that that's cream of the crop whiffs. But I think from uh, from like a hey, LSD. Shut up, Stein. Shut up. Okay. Bell. All right, yeah. Well, Kevin and Steffi have already played in it. So Ty, so Packer, all of C4, which is the champions three years in a row. Got a bunch of good talent. Feel like you're downplaying it a little bit here. I mean, yeah, Matt Griff hasn't been out there, but only a handful of guys haven't showed up. And they probably still want to go play if they want to play with us, because I know I want to make it out there at least once, because it looks fun. And great. Great China. I also do not agree with the two-strike rule. And now, listen, though, I'm going to defend the two-strike rule, because WSM was a 5-2 count with a first pitch, no look, is a strikeout. 
you want these kind of rules because you know what it brings in? Pitching. And pitching is wiffle ball. If you bring in pitching, when you have a 5-2 count, it's, it's just the ultimate recruiting tool the people who want to take, you know, the baseball to wiffle ball transition. So I actually am on board with the 5-2 count, but, or the 2 strike count. I know, I, I, I'm okay with your traditional values, James Stein and David Wood, but for me, I think two pitches is genius. And the Cubs, everything, they're touching gold. Everything they touch turns to gold, man. These guys are the gold. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think that they're, I think that they're quickly up and coming. And I also think, from an LFG perspective, they're the best out there right now. Would I think I could say that with confidence? I uh, speaking with a new wing now. Now thinking about it, you know, two strikes would be nice as a pitcher. Mm. But as a hit, I'm just thinking of myself as a hitter. Like I, uh, I need that extra strike. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could get my head around it. But uh, you know what? I've never played in a wiffle ball tournament that featured two strikes, and so it's very hard for me to judge that. I, in in principle, I don't like it. But who knows? If I went out there and played in it, maybe I love it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a pretty open-minded guy. It'd be nice as a pitcher for sure, though. I mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's a gr- great recruitment tool for pitchers. I'm telling you, I know from experience. Well, but it's your swing, dude. You know. That's fair. That's fair. it. Forced you to swing well, unless you're Gino Jofis. Unless you're Gino Jofis. Happy birthday, Gino Jofis. Happy birthday, Jofis. Yep. Swing swing back. He is 20. Oh, wow. That's right. Oh, wow. Um... You'll be able to come to te- uh, text. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, none of us are going to be able to go do that. Never mind. Never uh, mind. Go ahead. Carry on. Here's, here's all this to say, the, the point that I'm trying to make right now. Where do we think that we've established kind of what it could look like if you, you know, like Carl said, if you get lucky and you put uh, you, you, you put some views together and like, boom, all of a sudden maybe that happens. But assuming that that doesn't happen... From a recruitment standpoint, what's the best form of social media to engage with if we want to actually physically get bodies out here playing, be it fast pitch, medium pitch, or something in between? What what what's your what's your like maybe your top two or three that that you just need to be on? Well, I have a I have a I have a graph I'm looking at right now because mm-hmm. it's all about 10C right now. It is. I agree. And it's Instagram, YouTube, 1-2. Instagram, YouTube, 1-2. And Twitter, it's fallen. That's a millennial thing. These Gen Zers, they're not into Twitter as much as, as us. Mm-hmm. They love Snapchat, though. Yeah, Snapchat's number three, Facebook's four. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But which social media platforms Gen Z checks on a daily basis? 65% Instagram, 62% mm-hmm. YouTube, 51% Snapchat, 34 Facebook, 23 Twitter. Listen, Twitter... You used to think that was the cool social media platform. Now, not so much. So, Twitter is the new Facebook. It's YouTube and Instagram, one, two. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. Well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I agree wholeheartedly that those are the two uh, platforms that need to be made use use of, especially Instagram. Have we thought about streaming on, like, Twitch or something like that? Uh, I mean, I know that they've streamed on Periscope before. Um, I don't see why Twitch... It's a bigger platform. Yeah, Twitch, Twitch is it's most definitely a bigger platform. Uh, but from a manager, uh, here's the thing. We and we could talk about this on a different episode. Sh- live streaming requires crew members, 
because you can't just trust the guy running the tournament or the players to, you know, with any sense of regularity, be uploading that stuff. It's just unreliable. You need a crew there, and we could talk about that another time. But what I do want to talk about is, from a management standpoint, the easiest one of those channels to tackle is Instagram. Because with Instagram, you're forced to make short videos. Uh, you can live stream. And like Carl just said, it is the target fan base's social media platform of choice. So everyone should be on Instagram. I want to tell you guys a story from 2015. Toast, you brought this up before the Dark Knights. I know how the Dark Knights joined. The Dark Knights joined because in the summer of 2015, Lulavec granted me permission to run the Instagram account. And what I did, out of the goodness of my heart and out of my free time, is I went around and I followed every wiffle ball page I could find and every uh, baseball, high school baseball, little league baseball page I could find and MLB trash talkers and all those boys. And I followed about four, maybe 5,000 pages over the course of those few months. And in return, we got about, I think, 3,000 followers that summer, which was cool. And, that, and that's also why we're not allowed... 100 yards from a school either. Stop it. LFG 100 yards. Um, and it just so happens that, you know, I think in, in the summer of 2015, uh, we recruited, I think, three, maybe four teams via Instagram for opening day. One of those teams was America's team, the Dark Knights. And they have been lifers. And here's, here's the thing. When you do that sort of thing, when you're just recklessly recruiting on Instagram, I'm not here to tell you that that's going to get you 100 team tournaments. It's just not. But what it might help you do is get 20, 30 team tournaments. And, you know, if you can get three, four new teams a year, maybe even five new teams a year, odds are one of them will stick around, which is what happened in 2015. One of them stuck around. If you can have a process where that sort of thing happens every year, you're going to see some player body growth. Now, most of that growth will most likely be in medium pitch, but some of it will spill over if fast pitch is offering a good product and uh, i think that maw is really close to being the next big product i think that uh if we're if we're allowed out of the house 2020 might be that year where maw really does explode the reason that i wanted to tell that story and bring all that up is because golden stick fast plastic maw ecw nwla and probably another 15 or 20 wiffle ball leagues that i know of all have instagram accounts but to my knowledge none of them are actively recruiting on instagram so carl do you think that's something that people should be doing do you think we should be actively recruiting on instagram or just fuck it oh are you kidding me and listen i actually have 10 things 10 things you should do to grow your leagues with twitter and instagram hmm. I can run through them if you want. If you want to give give me the mic, and then you can chime in, say stupid idea, good idea. All right, let's do let's do an ex extended shut up, Stein. How about that? Yep. You want me to go? You want me to go through one by the one, and then you chime in, or you do all ten? Just go, just go all ten. We'll give you the floor for all ten. Here you go. Um, I did I did some prep here. The first one is don't be dead in the off season. Don't all, don't be over the top. Use that time to grow your social media base. What Stein did with Golden Six was genius. That's exactly what I would do. Back in my days, I recruited everything from Craigslist, no, no kidding, to like Facebook, uh, those yard sale things. I would I would go anywhere. And I, I found some good players. Stephen Farkas, great pitcher I found him, I think, through a yard sale in Lincoln Park, Michigan. Anyways, live tweeting is great. Don't be 
Don't be stupid with it. Just tweet out the scores, win-loss pitchers, big moments in the game. If there's a record milestone, tweet that out. Player highlighting. Really Park's doing it right now. Every day they're putting a player out, the best players in the league. What they're doing is great, great Gen Z league. They deserve more credit. Awesome league. Visual recaps. Visual recaps is big. You don't have to do every game, but maybe do a visual recap of standings or, I don't know, the uh, league leaders, stuff like that. This is something I did big with WSCM. Focus on your stars. Yeah, we live in, we, you know, there was this time in our lives where everyone got a trophy. But guess what? Nobody cares about the guy who's hitting 200 with two home runs. Focus on the stars of your league. Highlight them. Make them a vocal point. Twitter polls. Time thinks it's cheap, but it brings in followers. People love polls. And also be proud of your past. I love Flashback Fridays, way back Wednesdays. Off-season is a great time to go in your past. But I was still running WSCM. It's, you know, it's year 10. You know? Tweet out some videos from 2011, 2012. Why not? Three more. Exploit rivalries. This is huge. Rivalries, dude. Some people shy away from rivalries. When two people hate each other or two teams hate each other, sometimes people shy away from that. They don't want any controversy. That's soft. Listen, exploit the rivalries. That's what gets people excited. And the last two are easy. YouTube is everything, but don't just tweet out games without without editing them. Edit, edit the videos down. Focus on the highlights. Reasonable lengths. We live in a very attention span world. You know, people have short attention spans. Make the videos pretty short. And live streaming, we talked about it earlier. Live stream the games if you can. James said it, though. If you have a team around you. So those are my 10 things. What do you got to say, James? Well, I think that all 10 of those are reasonable requests. But here's the problem. I don't think there is a single wiffle ball entity that is currently executing all 10 of them. As you listed them off, I thought, you know, insta every time you listed one, I was like, yep, this league's doing that. That league's doing this. This league's doing that. Like I think about, for example, you talk about short recap videos. Nobody did that better than Brett Bevelacqua with this month in wiffle ball, right? That was superior. That was superb. It was excellent. When you talk about um, promoting stars, I think Golden Stick did an incredible job of doing that for a time. When you talk about exploiting rival rivalries, MAW is really good at doing that. JAL is really good at doing that. Um, live tweeting, JAL is also really, really good at doing. Um, and, you know, I don't remember them all 10 off the top of my head, but the larger point is that those 10 ideas are great. And when you're doing all 10 of them simultaneously, you have the recipe for a successful league, but I don't think that we have found a whiff entity that's been able to harness all 10 of those things at the same time. Correct me if I'm wrong. What the hell's Ma doing? You don't think they're doing all 10? Uh, I think they're executing. I think they're executing better and better, which is why I said I think this year could be a good year for them. It could be a real blow-up year for them. Um, but I think that uh, you know they, they have recap videos. I think that the recap videos could get a little bit better. I think they do a really good. I think Tim does a really good job of live streaming important games. I think that's the thing that they do better than anyone right now. But you know, I think that there are little areas that they could improve from a marketability standpoint, especially with their Instagram profile. I don't think they're doing enough on Instagram. 
Yeah, you're a big Instagram guy. I've got to give it to you. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, I mean, there's money to be made on Instagram, and in whiffs, there's no money to be made at all. So the only thing to be ac acquired is people. So there are people to be recruited. It's on number Instagram. one on the, the number one Gen Z daily basis social media thing. So you you're you're on the Instagram train when others aren't. I'll give you credit there. I think uh, I think if that's who we're trying to recruit, and I think that's who we should be trying to recruit, uh, Gen Zers. Um, I think Instagram is the first place that you've got to go. And I'll go a step further. I'll say, you need to throw money at it. You need to promote your Instagram page. There needs to be, you don't need to throw a lot of money at it. Uh, maybe a couple hundred bucks a year, I think would go an incredibly long way in terms of getting promotion. But the question is, where's that money gonna come from? And that's that's a discussion for another day. David's been quiet. That's just, I was soaking it all in, man. You're supposed to be the, the co-hosts. I'm just letting y'all duke it out. You guys are uh, two powerful figures in the podcast uh, world out here, you know. Just well, Carl, you, Carl, you, you would have you would have hated Connor. He just sat there and zombified, probably doped up and nodding off. It was not a good look. Yeah, he, uh, he took home number one in the Ridley Park League thing today. Did he? Shout out, shout out to Connor. Yeah. There you go, taking it home, and that's again. I love the rankings. Uh, we, we one of our early episodes was about rankings, and in fact, Toast, you were the guest on that episode. So talk about bringing up the past. Um, yep. Connor's still bad, but wait a yeah. second. Can I at the same time something? Because I want to, I want to, I want to make a admission right here because I'm wasted. Oh yeah. I tell you Love that. Okay. The drop is their top 100 players, right? Uh huh. And I was in a Facebook group, and I said, "Listen, not only can I make a top 100 list, I could get more followers than them in two months." So I started a Twitter. It's now gone. It's, it was called The Riser. Did you guys ever hear about that? Oh, oh did I ever hear of The Riser? That was like okay. my favorite Twitter beef thing going on. That's it. The Riser's gone. I got rid of it because I just wanted to make a point. I wanted to prove to somebody I could get like 400 followers in no time. And I did. In the offseason, it was like the number one Twitter thing. So if you guys have any, you know, if you guys don't think I'm anything, listen. I am the riser. It was me, Carl Coffee. Listen, I started the riser. I was the riser. So if you want to, if you want to grow followers from nothing, talk to me because I was the riser. Talk to the guy. Talk to the guy himself. This, this is, this is gonna bring me to the final thing that I want to say today. Um, Stein, you better talk to the guy. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't talk to anyone. I only talk at people. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Go ahead. What I, what I want to end our conversation today with is I think that's the point. I think what we need is somebody or maybe a couple of people who are in charge of promoting. And that's going to bring us to what I really want to talk about in our next episode, which is going to be the importance of having a wiffle ball parliament. Uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be next week's topic. Um, and I think an important member of such a parliament is somebody whose sole responsibility is looking out for promotion and marketing and, and getting uh, the word out there, recruiting followers, getting clicks, getting views, and interacting with the followers and sending them to a guy like Tim Cook or to a guy like Bob Lanjariu or, you, you know, to a guy like, you know... You know, getting them to uh, the the name of the dude who runs the JAL, whose whose name escapes me. Uh, somebody who is in charge of 
large promotion and large scale and obviously that sort of person would have to receive either some sort of minor compensation or they would just have to be super committed to doing this sort of thing pro bono and there are people who are like that most of them are probably Gen Zers because they've got the time to do it um, Anyway, that's, that's kind of the preview that I wanted to give for next episode, the importance of social media, not just in terms of growing the game, but in terms of being an active part of any wiffle ball entity. I, I don't think I can stress the importance of it enough. Carl, what do you think? I think we killed this show. Do you think this was the best show in the history of, of Shipbells with David Wood? Wow, came up, came, come, coming to me? Oh, I don't know, on the spot. I think, uh, I think with you two on the mic, it's gonna be hard to beat, you know? I think it's foolish if James doesn't listen to this episode after it's edited and says, you know what? I should just team up with Carl. Wow. We should do shows shows together. Wow. Uh, David can be third fiddle and we'll just rock this out because we have the chemistry. I don't know, maybe we've got a potential deal here for a merger. I mean, I'll tell you this, if, if we merged, I bet you the quality of production would go way up if, if you were the one who were in charge of that, Carl. Wow, put Sean Steffi on there. Hmm. You, gotta you gotta put a player on there. You gotta put a player on there. Um, you know, putting me on the spot, I don't know if I can think of four people who have been more influential the only thing i would say and you might call me crazy for this i might take i might take steffi off there or i might take brett off there and replace with kyle schultz because of how good of a job he's done he's 20 years old i don't care mike trout's 26 he's what second greatest hitter of all time happens I dare to have me on another show. <laughs> well, that's going to conclude our time talking about all that good stuff. Social media is super duper important. Like I said, I think I think that organizing social media will be the key to recruiting, especially for recruiting Gen Zers. Next time, we're going to talk about the role that a social media guy could play uh, in something like a wiffle ball parliament. What the hell is a wiffle ball parliament? Well... You're just going to have to wait to find out. That's all for this episode. I'll see you all next time. Shout out to Andrew Stumpf.